first time I interviewed Neymar, he was 14. He was pretty much famous approaching household name status before he'd even played for the Santos first team. Barca should have been better prepared. They really did not have a contingency plan for if Neymar were to leave. You have the French president, Emmanuel Macron, calling it really good news on the day. Without selling Coutinho for that amount of money, Liverpool's recent history would be very, very different. But then again, Neymar changed the whole dynamic. The summer of 2017 was already one of change for Barcelona. Luis Enrique, the manager who had taken them to their second glorious treble, had departed, replaced by Ernesto Valverde. The previous couple of years had seen the gradual dissolution of their last great team. Xavi and Dani Alves had gone, and the reality that Andreas Iniesta would also soon leave was slowly dawning on the club. But to a point, all of these changes were expected. None of them were as seismic, as sudden, and frankly as embarrassing as the one that would appear almost without warning at the end of July. I'm Adam Leventhal and this is part two of Beyond the Headline, Neymar, the transfer that changed the world. Barcelona, gracias por todos. Paris, Jacques in the last episode, we looked at the beginnings of Neymar's career, his move to Barcelona and how he established himself as one of the best players in the world. In this episode, we'll investigate how that all changed and how things escalated from a rumour that was casually dismissed to the biggest transfer in the history of the game. A transfer that even PSG had no idea was going to happen. In October 2016, after a few months of speculation about his future, Neymar signed a new contract at the Nou Camp, which theoretically tied him to Barcelona for another five years. The previous summer, PSG were trying to find a replacement for Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who had joined Manchester United at the end of his contract in Paris. They wanted a superstar to replace their superstar, so they looked to Catalonia and a player who had been just that from the very start of his career. But their overtures were met with short shrift from Neymar's camp. I don't think he wanted to leave Barcelona then. They they'd won the Champions League the year before, so in 2015. So they, they were still very much it was still very much a team, at, you know, at their peak. Julien Laurent, French football expert for ESPN and the Totally Football Show. Everything was quite going well for Neymar back then. There was already that release clause of 222 million euros that PSG could have paid. I think they could have they could have paid it in 2016 like they did in 2017. But I just don't think they got a very positive answer from Neymar and his camp about him, you know, willing to come to Paris, willing to join PSG. So the the sort of marquee signing that they really wanted after Ibra, when Ibra left and to replace him and to continue that, that progression and, you know, the whole idea of having the superstars there and everything just... That was a bit of a blow because Neymar clearly didn't want to come in 2016. After Neymar signed that new contract, PSG thought their chance had gone and moved on to other targets. So much so that after the 2016-17 season in which they failed to win Liga and suffered that humiliating defeat in the Champions League to a Neymar-led Barcelona. It's Neymar trying to feed it through. It's a stretch and it's in. And I can't remember the last time I saw something like this. Extraordinary scenes at the new Camp. They moved away from the idea of signing a single megastar and instead focused on improving their team 
throughout. They just had not planned, prepared, and again budgeted for neither of them, neither Mbappe or or Neymar. And and and, and in the space of two weeks, pretty much they spent. 400 million euros which which that money was not supposed to go there that money was supposed to go for a defensive midfielder maybe someone like N'Golo Kante for example it was supposed to go for another striker as in a proper finisher striker number nine it would go for a centre-back because Thiago Silva already back then was you know getting a bit older and and Kimpembe at the time hadn't really flourished the, the, the way he did and he was he was quite young at the time anyway so they had budgeted for those positions they had names in 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 place in mind they had shortlist they had targets they had big agents on the case Kante Aguero uh, Alexis Sanchez indeed was really was quite close or well, certainly the discussions when were quite advanced at some point again in terms of the centre-backs I think they were really keen on someone like Rafael Varane for example not that I don't think he would have left Real Madrid but they were you know they were really keen to 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 get there again you know they were ready maybe then instead of the one marquee signing that you could get like like Ibra or like Neymar to get a more to make your squad a bit more balanced and your team a bit more balanced go go for instead of going for one 200 million player for example you go for Four at fifty million, for example, you know, or, or you do you do two at seventy five and one at fifty, uh, but then again, Neymar changed the whole dynamic. It was in the middle of July that reports emerged suggesting that Neymar's father, Neymar Senior, had met with PSG president Nasser Al Khalifi. First, we're on preseason in in America. Dermot Corrigan, Spanish football correspondent for the Athletic, and rumors started to come out. I think first out of Brazil. Um, that Neymar and especially Neymar Senior have been speaking with, with PSG's Qatari owners and the sporting director there at that time, Antero Enrique, who was also Brazilian, and that you know personal terms had, had been agreed and PSG were, were seriously deciding to trigger the clause. So when the rumours first came out of Brazil uh, early in the, the following summer that he was thinking of leaving or that you know he would go to PSG, a lot of people didn't take it that seriously, just assumed it was the usual kind of summer transfer rumour kind of gossip but they were still and I would include myself in those who, who thought that you know he's going to stay it's not going to happen. The talk was laughed off in Spain barely believed in Paris and even Neymar himself appeared to pour cold water on it telling Goal.com that he was happy at Barcelona and was looking forward to the coming season. A few days later confirmation that he was going nowhere appeared to come from a source very close to Neymar. Gerard Piquet posted a picture of himself with Neymar on Twitter with the simple caption, Sequeda, he's staying. But then, pretty quickly, it became clear that this wasn't just a rumour, this was real. Marcelo Beckler is a Brazilian Barcelona-based correspondent for Esporta Interativo. He's the man that first broke the story. Uh, it was a person that is very related with Barcelona players and he knew about everything. And he told me, nah, it's not going to happen, it's done. It's absolutely done. I don't know if there is something that's already signed, but uh, it's completely done. And that's it. You can prepare yourself because as a journalist here, Brazilian in Barcelona, you, you will not have Neymar anymore. So basically, I'm telling you as a friend that you need to prepare yourself. And then the, the next day, I went to, to speak with some Brazilians that are very closely to Dani Alves here. And they told me that Dani Alves, that three or four days before, it was a, a 16th of July, three or four days before, Dani Alves was presenting in, in Paris Saint-Germain at the Parc des Princes. 
And they told me that uh, Dani Alves was a request of Neymar. And then I was very secure to, to give the story and to tell the story one because there is those codings, those codes at the players that they don't broke. And it's impossible to Neymar now change his mind and decide to stay in Barcelona because uh, there is someone telling me that's done. And then you have people that telling me that uh, then you always went to Paris Saint-Germain because of Neymar requests, because he had everything done with Manchester City and Guardiola before. So I think that is very reliable. And then that's, uh, it was then we, we decided to, to bring it on. And it happened just like we said at the moment. Still, the PK tweet convinced many that either the rumours weren't true or that Neymar had been persuaded to stay. What people tell me is that uh, when they are in the United States making the season, the players try really hard to change his mind. And then he, he stopped answering them. Like they are having lunch or they are in his bedroom and speaking with him. And he didn't answer anymore that I'm leaving. I'm sorry, guys. I, I made my decision. He just stopped answering. So the players are very optimistic that if he is not answering anymore, he may be, uh, he might be thinking about it, and he might change his his idea. And then the the next day, it was a Sunday evening, almost morning here in Barcelona, like three or four a.m. In the next day, I was speaking with someone, and he told me, no, 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 Neymar is very angry with uh, Piquet's photo, because people in Paris, the, the Paris uh, directors and managers, they didn't like that because they, they want to trust Neymar. They don't want any homer anymore that he's not leaving Barcelona. They think that everything's done. So Neymar didn't like that. And there is nothing in that direction that say that he's going to stay here in Barcelona. And then I thought, well, Piqué was bluffing, like he's like to play poker a lot. And then he's bluffing and trying to convince every, everyone, including Neymar, making a pressure. To, to make his stay, but uh, there was nothing. Despite all the denials, things started to move. Then it, it started to speed up a bit as Barca were coming home from America. Neymar himself uh, flew to China to, to do a fashion shoot with one of Barca's own club sponsors. So he was kind of out of the way and uh, the La Liga president, Javier Tevez, got involved. He said that he wouldn't accept Paris Saint-Germain triggering the clause because he had his own reasons about uh, not liking their financial model and everything, and he was kind of using it to, to for a bit of PR for himself. Once we got that, and once everybody realised that you know that was that was true, we we clearly realised and understood that there was just one club really that could lend Neymar, could go and sign Neymar. There was actually one club that Neymar wanted to join anyway. It was not even, okay, whoever comes with the biggest offer or the, the, the best football project or anything. It was not even that. It was not even open to bidding. It was just, he wanted PSG. PSG were like, wow, okay. So surprising was the idea that Neymar would not just want to leave Barcelona, but leave Barcelona to go to PSG, that more nefarious dealings were suspected. And there was a feeling in Barcelona that Madrid were behind it, that some of it, Barcelona have a tendency, maybe some around the camp now, to believe in conspiracies or to, to when things go wrong, to blame Madrid or to blame a boogeyman who could be like Florentino Perez as, as for, for their own mistakes. But, you know, it wouldn't have been a huge surprise if, if Neymar had really kicked up a stink and if things had gone really badly for Barcelona, that his escape would have been to Madrid. There was even rumours at that time that, this is in, in Spain, that it had all been set up by, by Madrid, that he was only going to go to Paris for a year because it was it was impossible really for Madrid to, to take him up 
directly from Barca. So they were going to kind of park him there. And it was all an elaborate plot that happened up. I don't think that was quite the, the situation. That was maybe more imaginings of, of Spanish sports journalists and fans. But that was the type of of atmosphere that was around and the, the, the type of thinking that was going on both in Barca and in Madrid. Conspiracy theories aside, this transfer was now very real, going from gossip fodder to actually happening in the space of a couple of weeks, despite reports that Neymar was wavering under pressure from his friends and teammates at Barca. The Neymar deal very much was like, wow, this this is really going to happen. And of course, there was always drama in those kind of deals because Barcelona players try to um, convince him to stay. Remember the, f- the very famous Sequeda tweet from Gerard Piquet? Well, he didn't Sequeda at all. Uh, but, but at that time, I'm sure Neymar was a bit torn. Okay, do I stay? Messi is, is, is you know, putting pressure on him. Stay with me, stay with us. Suarez the same, Piquet the same, everybody the same. And he really loved that club. He just wanted to to leave for other reasons than just not playing with his friends. He wanted his own team. He wanted to be the star. He wanted to show that he can win without Messi. There was loads of reasons why he wanted to go, but they tried hard to keep him. But once the decision was made, it didn't take long for the deal to be struck. Once it was established that Neymar and PhD were talking, that Pini Zahavi was involved, that Nassal Khalaifi was clearly willing with the Qatari owners to make that deal happen. It was it was pretty simple. The, the the transfer fee is a release clause. So if you can pay the 222 million euros, which PSG briefed very, very early that summer, that they could, that they had that money available, that they could make the check to the Spanish league to release Neymar from his personal contract. We knew that that was more than more than 50% of the deal done. It was, it was maybe 75 because the rest was just, okay, you need to sort out a deal with the player. And surely it's, that can't be difficult because you want him, he wants you. So you're going to make it, it's going to happen. So we knew quite early on that this deal was going to happen much more than the, the Mbappe deal in a way. It was not really complicated for Neymar and PSG to agree a deal, albeit a very, very lucrative one, you know, 32 million euros net a year is an incredible amount of money. But again, they have that money. They were willing to pay that. Neymar was happy with that. Of course you are, you know, like who would not be happy with 32 million net a year? And and that was it. But what had changed? How had Neymar gone from being happy in Barcelona as part of that deadly forward trio with Messi and Suarez from signing a new contract only months earlier to forcing through the biggest transfer in the history of football? Marcelo Beckler. I think that the turn the the turn the turn on point that make him change his mind of staying here in Barcelona and try to win everything here. It was that remontada against Paris Saint-Germain that Neymar played the, the game of his life. The following days, everyone was talking about Messi. It was like the King Messi with all the Camp Nou. And then Brazil went to play some some matches in South America and he spoke with Marquinhos and Thiago Silva and he he told them that he need a, a club for him, he need a team for himself and if they wanted they could speak with, with Maxwell in Paris Saint-Germain to sing him that he was thinking about leaving Barcelona. So that was the, the changing point, ironically, like football I think that always is, a match against Paris Saint-Germain made him change his mind and singing for Paris Saint-Germain. 
Right until the moment the transfer was officially confirmed, there was still plenty of disbelief, which was either positive or negative, depending on whether you were in Paris or Barcelona. But how did people react back home in Brazil? People were very skeptical because everybody was kind of thinking that either he would stay in Barcelona and wait for, for Messi to retire or something or move to a different club, or he would go to a bigger, more traditional club. Natalie Jedra, reporter for ESPN Brazil. So when the PSG transfer happened, uh, of course, there was a lot of money involved, but a lot of people were very skeptical because they they thought that he was taking a step back in a way, uh, moving to, to a club like PSG. Some people understood that, that his reasons of going to PSG, but a lot of people were very skeptical about it. If it was the right move, if it was the right decision, because he looked happy in Barcelona. And he always uh, talked uh, about how, how much he got along with Messi and with Suarez. So, yeah, I think people were in general a bit suspicious thinking about his career plan, but not necessarily about uh, PSG being a younger club or being owned uh, or the owners or, or anything like that. It was very mixed. Jack Lang, writer for The Athletic and Brazilian football expert. I wrote about this at the time and I, I just look back through it now and I think it pretty much a 50-50 split between kind of half of it echoed what we what we what we read in England, really, and in a lot of Europe, that this was kind of a uh, a slight cop out of a move that he was going there for the for the massive riches and the easy four nil weekly wins against Angers and Amiens, and then you know kind of rolling out of bed, as it were, in in the Champions League group stages in January. But on the other hand, though, you know, I think a lot of people in Brazil also saluted the the bravery of it. It would have been, I think to some degree, the easy option for him to stay at Barcelona to keep uh, kind of plugging away, but always being in Messi's shadow. On August the 3rd, 2017, Neymar arrived in Paris. Bonjour à toutes et à tous. Donc, merci présent pour... I think first there was a bit of, of disbelief of can this really happen? And of course, it would have been even bigger had it been Messi or Ronaldo. But I don't think any other players would have had, apart from those two, would have had this sort of impact that Neymar had. I mean, it was everywhere. Every news bulletin, every newspaper, even the non... We only have one sport newspaper anyway in L'Equipe, but even the other newspapers who don't do too much sports usually, and I'm not talking about Le Parisien, for them it was such a big deal, but you know, Le Monde, Le Figaro, Liberation, newspapers like that, daily newspapers who usually don't really care too much about football. It was there, it was in the radio, it was it was everywhere. It was just like this, this sort of Neymar saga, even if you were not a PhD fan in the country, it was just, wow, okay. And... That had far more impact, for example, than Ibra before, five years before. Uh, he had more impact than any other players arriving, David Beckham, you name it, you know, Chris Ford, I don't know anyone before, never, because he was such a superstar. The Athletics' Adam Crafton was in Paris that day to witness the unveiling. The area around the stadium on the day was absolutely buzzing. I'm trying to remember, I'm pretty sure there was quite a few fans outside the stadium, but but it was it was just... So exciting! It was seriously exciting. You know, this private jet, this private jet whisks him in. 
he had this huge entourage of family and friends with him that stood at the back of the press conference and applauded him into the room, um, which was really bizarre. I mean, you don't normally see that um, from footballers. We hear a lot about these entourages that they have, but, but that was like nothing I've ever really seen. You had the French president, Emmanuel Macron, calling it really good news on the day. Then you had the sports minister, Laura Flacel. I think she described the, phys- uh, the figures as stratospheric, but everyone was talking about it in France. The big question being asked that day was, why? What was Neymar's motivation for such a colossal decision? There were plenty of reasons kind of to, to go, but I, I guess flattering his ego is probably the, the most likely that he was was the big star at Barca. He had realised that, that Messi wasn't going anywhere, that even though Messi was was five years older than him, you know, there was no way he was ever going to, or it was very, very unlikely that he was going to be able to supersede Messi to, to, to be better than Messi while Messi was at Barca. Messi wasn't going anywhere and, and he decided, you know, he'd already, you know, he's 26, 27 at this age, he was coming into his, his peak years and, you know, he was thinking Ballon d'Ors, Champions Leagues, with, with him scoring the winner in the final and they were the, the tempting things that were put in front of him and he grabbed them. Yeah, being the best player in the world. Uh, it was uh, his motivation because he knows he has the potential to, to achieve that. And as long as he was playing alongside Messi, people were always talking about Messi first, of course, and, and Neymar not... He, he couldn't be even... He, he couldn't even be the, the big star, the main star of that team. So I think he needed to shine on his own. He, he needed to find a place to shine on his own and, and take more responsibilities because in Barcelona, things were more shared with uh, other big players. And in PSG, this wasn't going to happen. Uh, he was going to be the main guy. So, so it was pretty clear when he chose PSG which took a lot of people by surprise. But it was pretty clear that uh, that, that was the plan. And, and he didn't really hide it. Uh, he, he, he openly talked about being the, the, the best player in the world and being a, a goal to him. Neymar is, you know, had already accumulated massive, massive riches by the time he, he chose to move to PSG. So it would surprise me somewhat if, if that was or continues to be uh, a major factor in those decisions because even players who come from poor poor backgrounds you see them you know moving to china for example and and that i think is indicative of of the fact they're trying to take care of future generations of their family but i, I can't imagine at this stage in his career that neymar is guided particularly by that because you know he, he must have more money than the next three or four generations of his family could possibly spend so i, I think it probably when it came to PSG, it did come down more to the, the project than money. The sheer economics of the Neymar transfer would be enough to make it seismic. The fee, 222 million euros, was at the time more than twice as big as the next most expensive move, Paul Pogba's return to Manchester United the previous summer. Never before had there been such a leap in the world transfer record, even when unthinkable sums had been paid in the past, from Alf Common, the first £1,000 footballer in 1905, right through to Zinedine Zidane, Cristiano Ronaldo and Gareth Bale in the 21st century. But what really makes it significant is the impact it had on the wider football world. In the next episode of Beyond the Headline, we'll look at the ripple effects of the deal. When you look at the money Liverpool got for Coutinho, that effectively covered those absolute two 
transformative deals. How Neymar moving to PSG revolutionised French domestic football. If today the money from the TV rights in France is over a billion, it's because Neymar is at PSG. How it contributed to the growing crisis at Barcelona and Lionel Messi's attempted departure. Where instead of signing the best players that, that Barca possibly could, they were now letting their best players go. And how it allowed Liverpool to break a 30-year curse. This is part two of a three-part series of Beyond the Headline on Neymar, the transfer that changed the world. Parts one and three are available to download now and to listen to ad-free on The Athletic. Subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future editions of the podcast or follow Beyond the Headline on The Athletic. Beyond the Headline was produced by Abby Patterson for The Athletic. It was written by Nick Miller. The executive producer was Ian McIntosh. Thank you.